Hello everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit, Get Fit, The Myths. This is the show where we explore the various myths out there, giving our take and bringing you that study back data as well. This week, it's part two on age. Last week, it was the oldies and this week, it's the youngsters. We mainly focus on resistance training as that's where a lot of the myths seem to come from. However, we also look at sports in general and heavily weigh in on all the social factors around sports slash exercise in children. Before we get into it, I just want to mention a fitness community created by myself and Andy, Train Primal. This is a community built for all, whether you're an aspiring functional fitness competitor or just want to reap the benefits from an active, healthier lifestyle, then we can help. If you head over to trainprimal.co, you can find all the details and you also have the opportunity to enjoy a seven-day free trial to any of our programs. Hopefully, we'll hear from you soon. Anyway, this week's episode, let's get into it. Hello boys, welcome back. Good evening everyone. Alright, how's it going? Not bad, not bad. Yeah, I'm right. Not bad at all. I mean, we was having a bit of like a a discussion, wasn't we, before we went live. It was getting a bit oh, heated. Were, yeah. It was getting a bit heated. So we had to I'm, stop, didn't we? We had to calm it down. Go on. I'm going to show you guys the picture again on the old webcam here. You know, because we're not, we're not like fucking Joe Rogan. We ain't got a Jamie to pull things up on the screen first, so I'm just going to hold my phone to the screen. And obviously, Bill, you can show the picture in the show notes. I will describe it anyway, but if a horse wore pants, would he wear them like this or like this? And in the picture, there's two horses. One is wearing jeans on its hind legs, and then the other horse has it on both legs, all four. Now, I'm, I going, straight away. I'm going with the hind legs. I'm definitely yeah, going with the hind it. legs. Well, because you think about it, those jeans are they're two slots, aren't they? If you, if you have to wear it on all legs, how are you going to have a four four fucking leg jean? You well, have to get it custom made. Andy made the point that the jeans would fall off because it doesn't have an arse, but I want to counterpoint that, Andy, oh, and say, point, look, yeah. if you can clearly see, the jeans go over the horse's arse. And if it's a slim fit, and if we can get the bit of belt, like a, a custom tailored belt for the horse, like a Levi's, or even like a next, a nice next belt. No, I'm talking on, on the first one. Oh, on this one, sorry. Yeah, that would fall down. It'd start running, they'd fall down. But what It'd if be we like, get, yeah, that's a good point. What if we get like a really long belt for this? It still maybe some, matter. What because... about some suspenders to go over the back here as well? Maybe. Yeah, suspenders maybe. Then it would just like droop at the front and the back, wouldn't it? Mm. Stag like... in the middle. I, mean, I just don't very, think it would work. This is very weird in general to me. I mean, this, is, this would be like us wearing jeans on our arms and our legs. Yeah. Which is, that? that's very 90s. That is a full denim look. I used to be one of those guys. The only thing with the back one, though, you'd have to cut a hole for the, in the arse, wouldn't you, to get the tail out? For the, tail. the tail's just sort of flopped out. You'd have to make a little hole, a little pocket. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. That's just that's just a, an extra little but bit of But then again, design, we are it? looking at this from the side view. What if they what if they walk towards us like, like they are now, you know? Because you've got two legs. What if he's just got a wide gap? Do you know what? Maybe there's actual videos of this. So I'm going to go onto YouTube... And I'm going to type in horses wearing jeans. Wow, it is actually one of the first things that comes up. Jesus Christ. Oh, lads, I'll tell you what. Fuck horses. There's a fucking elephant wearing jeans. Oh, my God. And look at that. <laughs> fucking hell. State of that. <laughs> that, that. That elephant is going to top man. We can put this to bed with they wear them in the second picture because that's yeah, how the elephant, elephant works. Yeah, yeah. That, that elephant's yeah. got on his around the back, isn't it? Just the back. Oh my the front god! Is like a shirt in it. Ch- right. Chicken shirt. Stand by for this, lads. A chicken wearing jeans. 
Look at that. I like it. <laughs> Birds aren't real because they wear jeans. Fuck. Look at that. Has he got a little pair of trainers on as well? Well, that's taken it too far, but that's something well, that for the future. That just confirms, isn't it? The birds are taking over, mate. It just yeah. confirms your They opinion. are. They've got their own like little outlets now. Fuck KFC. We've now got like you know Debenhams for chickens. We'll definitely talk about Asia, aren't we? Uh, what's the subject <laughs> for tonight, Bill? Subject for tonight then is age again. We did age on the last Myths episode, but we spoke about the old the old bastards like um. That's like another one Tom. for the apology list, lovely. Speaking about that, that, Tom, speaking about that, someone was fucking, I was talking to someone at work today about you, and they oh, were saying, fuck me. Who there, was, there was a couple of lads there who listened to the podcast, they were like, you know when you listen to Tom's voice, do you think he sounds really, really old? And I was like, what do you mean, like some old cockney geezer? And they were like, yeah, he's just like a really old bloke. And then they said, we looked at the picture of him, and he's not even that old. And I was like, yeah, Andy's older than him. And they were like, Oh, who the fucking <laughs> calm down? But that's a compliment to you, Andy. They thought they thought that Tom was a lot older than you, and he's he's not. He's younger than you. <laughs> I, I just had a really rough life, mate. A yeah, they were hard like, paper rounds, but yeah. yeah. They were literally like, he sounds like an old weathered, like, knows his fucking shit. They look at you, and he's like, oh. Like, right. sort of sat out his house, telling you to yeah. fuck off. Yeah. Uh, Sipping on Did you spew so much knowledge, Tom? You just I am, such a, you know. It's not even that, mate. I'm literally that fucking boomer meme. I'm in my rocking chair, sipping on a monster, going like, ah, Limp Biscuit. Now that was a band, rocking back and forth, or like, oh, I ain't gonna do. I ain't gonna do an impressionable voice. I just do my own voice because apparently I sound fucking old. You know, apparently you do, yeah. Oh, do you know what I remember? I remember when cigarettes, you know, they weren't behind that uh, that secret cupboard behind Tesco's. You used to be able to go in there. Get your Bensons. Lie about my age. I was 15 then. Get your smokes and Sound that was like it. such a boomer, Tom. Oh, Blockbuster. Do you remember Blockbuster? Oh, oh, in the last couple of days, I used to love going to Blockbuster so I could see the films I was going to download and torrent later. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> now we know why it closed down. Speaking of other things you can find on Tom websites, uh, kids. So, Whoa, we're talking kids about age. <laughs> Whoa! 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 I'm breaking oh, to say I have no uh, part of this at all. hundred <laughs> percent. This is all Bill. This um, is all Bill. This is definitely getting <laughs> I'm edited. I'm making a point. Edit the shit out. I'm of making a point. No, I'm making a point. No, when you were telling us earlier like... that in the email show notes it said Bill show picture. What picture was you talking about? <laughs> oh fuck off! <laughs> Don't make me sound like a fucking nonce. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But no, when I say kids, I mean the episode is about kids. That sounds even worse. It's so bad. <laughs> Please, it so bad, it? sorry, Please all get parents. Let him let him finish the full sentence before judging. Yeah. Right, but quick, let's nip anyway. this in the bud. Quick, fucking hell. Yeah. So last time we spoke about old people. This time we're talking about health and fitness in regards to children, young young adults, young 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 adolescents, yeah. Yeah. youths, youths. Uh, the title of this episode is um, "Chat Shit Get Fit, Jimmy." Um, if that, oh, if God, you know the context. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, you my, context my, my, Rolf, joy? my Rolf Harris joke, like from the last episode, kind of like it seems really, really innocent in comparison now. Yeah, it does. I yeah, mean, I'm does. surprised. But we're probably going to get shut down after this, but hey, um, moving. Yeah, but I mean, in particular, we're, we're talking about use in regards to resistance training. Yeah, the main we? one. Yeah, so. So yeah, we're kind of talking about lifting weight, basically like overhead lifting is particularly because that's the one that comes up. So where did this all come from? We'll start from the very beginning. That is that lifting weights, stunts growth. Mm-hmm. That's like the main one. However, if we, we do, we always do this. We always basically give you the answer away at the start of the podcast, but there's no real evidence to support this. 
Uh, but we do have evidence to say that resistance training will increase strength and bone strength index, BSI, and decrease fracture risk and sports-related injuries in children and adolescents. So we've got, we've got evidence on the contrary, basically, but people like to think that it does the opposite without any evidence. I do think there's really like an, uh, it's a wives' tale. There's no nothing really comes yeah. from it. I think I think it sort of sem- stems from a mum that just doesn't want yeah. to let her kid go to the gym like at a young age. More like it will stunt your growth. It will make you tiny, and it's just sort of stemmed from this an old wives' tale. Because look, I can't even I I can't find anything to even relate this 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 wives' tale to. Hey, Tom's wife. <laughs> I've got headphones and she can't hear. Ah, oh, well, said I said hi. <laughs> but I mean, going back to like uh, with the growth plates in particular, this seems to, it's kind of like what you just said, Andy, about it just seems that one person said it and it carried on. It's one of those things where if you, if it gets said enough by enough people, it just becomes fact, doesn't it? No, oh, 100%. Do you know what I mean? Well, there, is, there is some... There is some truth behind it. Yes, yeah, there is. You can, if you fracture immature growth plates, it can in fact like inhibit growth. But this is where it gets fucking put out of portion because they automatically think that by lifting a weight overhead as a child, you're going to fucking fracture all your growth plates, which is not the case at all. Basically, if you're lifting supervised as a young as a young you know young uh, boy or girl and you're doing it safely, there's not going to be really any risk of you fracturing your fucking growth plates. Like we 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 know that you're not you're not gonna ask an eight year old or a ten year old to find their one rep max in any any sort of movement, are you? You're gonna like there's so there's a there's a seven year old weightlifter that I follow. She's like the like one of the craziest weightlifters. I think she lifts as much as I do, because um, she's a, a machine like that. Um, and it just shows you that she doesn't lift super super duper heavy. You know, she really focuses on technique, and then it moves up in weight. It's 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 all about. Yeah. I think it's. I think that's where you find you got to find a good coach. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a that's, big that's part the key of it. thing for everything we're talking about is is that supervision because, for because it's not it's not lifting weight is not inherently going to damage these growth plates, but doing it Precisely. you know doing it incorrectly is what's going to damage the growth plates. And if they're not being supervised, yeah. they might try and lift the world above the head, which is obviously going to cause damage to anybody, not just kids. <laughs> That's the key word you just used there. Is that weight training or let's say resistance training is not inherently going to damage your growth plates uh, as a child. Let's say, I mean, it's one of those things where injury in general can damage the growth plates but you could get that with any other sport you could get that with playing football as a child you could do that playing rugby as a child falling over as a child it's not inherently oh this uh this young lad is or this young girl is doing deadlifts or barbell and simply by doing the movement they're going to stunt their growth it's bollocks don't get me wrong you can injure yourself but you could injure yourself it, andy before the podcast we said like just crossing the road at the end of the day yeah, it's not the movement itself that's going to stunt your growth. It's just getting injured. Well, it's good you say that, Tom, because there was some uh, when people I was looking at some studies and they were referring back to this data that was done in 2006, which basically showed that 22,956 injuries in eight to 19 year old, and this was like across doing any. But the problem with this study was it had big numbers. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, these kids getting injured doing sports resistance training," but it didn't actually provide any context. So it didn't no. have to say what caused injuries. It didn't say if it was overuse. It didn't say if it was incorrect fucking lifting. It didn't it say if it was done too. All it general. said was, yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, and that's what it was criticised for. They're basically saying that people are quoting this study saying, look at the numbers of people getting injured participating in sport, but they didn't actually specify how. Like you said, if I cross the road 
from playing sports like afterwards, they might be like, oh, he was injured when he went to play football. Yeah, like, yeah. Completely yeah, yeah. He could have yeah. walked... Like, you look at football, how many of them twist their ankle when they're walking off the pitch and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, it could have been... Things, so there was no context anything, to that you know? data. So, that, so I'll just mention that data because just in case someone decides to say, but look at this data, look how many people got injured doing this. Well, look at the context, there is none. Yeah. <laughs> That's why in particular, when you are kind of going down the whole, oh, I read studies route, actually read the fucking study don't just read yeah, course, the conclusion yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean what is that not what we do on here well yeah most of the time but every now and again you know <laughs> we just <laughs> throw, pub, we just throw pub meds out don't we we just yeah, throw a lot of pub meds in the fucking show notes and over the best i tell you what if people do start reading them, we're banning trouble because a lot of what we say is actually bullshit <laughs> It's the blank page. <laughs> I've got my Instagram up. I'm just literally reading what I have put on there. Yeah, I mean. yeah exactly. That's what we're doing. Uh, talking of studies, though, we do actually have something. So we spoke about the, it was like fracturing the growth plates can actually cause issues, and people saying, "Oh, if you do lifting weight above your head as a child, you're gonna." But actually, we have a study um, which actually shows resistance training reduces the risk of fractures. Yes. So by children participating in resistance training, they're doing the opposite. They're actually reducing the chance of fracturing these growth plates by doing resistance training. So, like everybody knows weight training, and that's and that's one thing I can say as a positive to being obese is that the more weight that you hold, the denser your bones become because they've got to adjust to the weight to the weight, you know. But if you go here, seven-year-old child, here's two hundred kilos, just squat that. Course is not going to work. It wouldn't work with most males. Yeah, that, adults training. Yeah, it wouldn't work in most adults. So you'd you'd pile in great. But what we do is. If you turn around and go, here's five kilos. How do you feel on that? Yeah, is that good? Okay, cool. Do that for a while. Let's just squat. Let's just go for reps. Let's just go till you're a little bit tired. I'm not going to put them on a periodized program where it's like, right, I want you to do three sets of 10 at 80%. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're just going to go, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm tired. That will do. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's about often. having fun with it, isn't it, as well? When you, especially as you're, oh, when you're course. a youth. Yeah. Everybody knows. It's but I mean, training. if we could go back to the whole growth plates thing, I just want to go a bit more into detail about that. Uh, oh, no, before I even go... I'm going to give a prequel of the prequel first, and that is, so what you're saying about like um, bone density, etc. that's a big part of it. There's such a worry about, oh, but if you lift weights as a kid, you're going to break your bones, you're going to damage your bones, you're going to stunt your growth, damage your growth plates. No, I mean, there is evidence to show that, you know, you start to take on long-term weight training activities, they're going to have stronger, uh, you know, bone mineral density, which will then make you more resilient to injury, not just in regards to the sport you're doing, such as weight training, but just being a kid in general, if you fall over in the playground, weight training can actually mitigate the risk of it and even going later on into life you can mitigate the risk of or sorry mitigate the effects of things like osteoporosis well at least that properly tom fuck oh sorry mate osteoporosis there you go there we go we we jumped the gun there a bit onto bone health because bone health i suppose is important we'll go into it anyway so can i quickly go back to growth plates then that i remember that was the prequel of the prequel weren't it but I just want to quickly like say for most people what the growth plate is, it's something called the epiphyseal. So if you if you think of a bone, let's say the bone of the arm, let's say the humerus, just think of a standard bone, what you'll find in a fucking cartoon like, I don't know, Scooby-Doo, when they dug up a corpse in Scooby-Doo. I don't think Scooby-Doo is that graphic, but you know, just imagine a cartoon bone, you know, you've got the long part, the shaft, and then you have like the little knobbly bit at the end that your dog chews on. That's the growth plate. That's the epiphyseal. And that's where people think, oh, shit, no, weight training is going to damage that. 
No, we've already concluded. That's bullshit. Sorry, Bill. We can move on now, mate. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's good. Good bit of context there. Uh, we'll go. We'll jump into bone health quick because you already started it. So you made a good point about reducing the risks of osteoporosis. So what they found was, is that to reduce the risk of osteoporosis, you want to have more bone accrual. And what they found was, is a study looked at exercise in youth and how much it increases. And what they found was there was a 0.6 to 1.7% annual increase in bone accrual from these youngsters participating in exercise. And what they found was if this persists into adulthood, it's actually going to act as a huge prevention method yeah. for osteoporosis. Because that percentage sounds small. But if you think that adding up over time, over time, over time, that bone accrual is going to be huge. Yeah, and that's why starting young on the exercise and just letting it go. Obviously, you've got to be consistent with it because if you wrap, if you you know, ah. but knock the train on the head at fucking twenty, then it's, <laughs> you've obviously put a stop there. Being about consistent with it, you know, it's one of those things where we also have evidence to show that if you take part in something from a young age, chances are that you'll carry on with it throughout life, or at least pick it back up again later on in life. So once again, you know, crossing over the benefits of weight training with increasing your bone mineral density, chances are you're going to carry on and sustain that for life or at least have a higher chance of getting back into it as you get older. Yeah, so this this same, this same study, which we're, we'll link in the show notes, basically we're just harping on about it's, it's really important that you get as much bone accrual when you're younger as you can to prevent osteoporosis when, you, when you're older. So you look at, so I'm going to go back to um, CrossFit here. Um so you look at the the top end of the field. So let's look at uh, Tia. Let's look at Matt Fraser. Let's look at f- fuck the top twenty of the last five years. Every single one of them have a background in sports as a child. Not at just oh I knocked around like played football as a kid, but mm. they had a genuine. I was like I know it's in America like state level or like a university yeah, yeah. level. They specialised at an early age. Right? Yeah, yeah, they specialised at a early age. Most of them come from a gymnastics background. A well, mate, and Tia was weightlifting, wasn't it? Yeah, T- no, Tia was actually weightlifting later on. So she, oh, was came, she? Okay. yeah, I she, she came. I think what was she came from a, I think track, track. I think track athletic. Oh, really? Okay. She was an athletic, I mm. think, because that's how she met her husband, I believe. But yeah, she only started CrossFit in the like sort of last well, when it started kicking off last couple of years. I think less than ten years, I believe. I, I, I'm not 100. percent But but it just shows like what they did as youths. Like a lot of footballers, they're strong because they're like been doing it so long as a child. Their muscles have adapted. They built sort of, those early that early lifestyle. Yeah, it's a, a, a young and, age. And we yeah. talk about foundation. So I'm just trying to I'm trying to get the. the the podcast up of what I listen to. So there's a weightlifter in America who who has another another weightlifter and the the juggernaut training system. Do you know juggernaut? juggernaut training? Yep, yep. So the main guy from there he talks about training age. So the moment you start not exercising, but like, I mean like tr- proper training, detailed yeah, training. Yeah, there's a difference, isn't there? Yeah, you have a uh, you begin your training age. Yeah, and your training age will peak at some point. But the earlier you start your training age, the, the more, like, the longer it will become before it peaks, you know? So if someone just picks it up at the age of 20, they might hit 30, 40. But if someone picks it up at, like, 10 or even less than that, they're going to go on even further. They sort of, like, yeah. they open the... 
Is that because when we're younger, because we're, we're obviously we're in a you know a lot of growth when we're younger. Do you reckon that's something to do with it? The fact that we're growing so quickly that our body's adapting so much quicker when we're younger that it's given us that little boost at the in the early years that we wouldn't necessarily get as you get older because you kind of slow down in terms of growth. Yeah, I, so I, to say. I would. Yeah, I don't know the full science behind it. No, I wouldn't say I was quite it, but, but I I do believe that like you your body adapts to what you do you know we all know as kids we can run we can jump we bounce we we do things that are crazy like you look at some of the shit you used to do as a kid and you think they were crazy but that would just be the norm look at the fucking mobility of children mate it's unbelievable the mobility then they'll just walk around in a duck walk fine yeah we get lazy and we get we sort of forget or we or we look at children and go we we shouldn't do that like i'm trying to learn to walk on my hands you know i mean I'm, i'm i'm okay at it but at some point, I was doing that. I was I was doing that as a kid, you know, and I just yeah, yeah. decided to forget it because I was an adult, and now I'm going back. But we shouldn't we shouldn't be stopping, you know. All of these kids should be doing it. So your kid wants to do something, tell them to go do it. I tell you what, my kids, I'm forcing them gymnastics. I'm forcing them for football, everything. They're just they'll yeah. appreciate it. When we'll come on. Early. We'll come on to sports after. Actually, we'll because I've got we've got some good points about sports. We'll move on to the next one, which is testosterone, because this is obviously quite important that. They're basically the argument for this one is is that as a child they can't make power or strength gains without testosterone because obviously you know when you're younger your testosterone levels are lower. But what we what we know is it's not essential, is it? That's why the elderly and women do absolutely fine when they don't make much of it. You know what I mean? Women aren't packed full of testosterone, are they? And they're still smashing big numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're not. You're not looking for a child to start fucking one rep maxing or anything like that. It's just about. Building a solid foundation at a young age. I'm not asking it's him to argument, s- isn't it? squat. It's another argument, isn't it? Another argument. Create a barrier. Yeah, of course it is. Get a kid in a gym is fine. Just to kind of contradict that point a little bit, there are like youth powerlifters out there that would kind of do like a one rep max. Obviously, though, this is not like adult adult size. But to say that oh, it's not possible because of like a lack of testosterone, etc., for children to be lifting this weight, like fuck it, guys. I've fucking seen like an eight year old deadlift more than half of the blokes do in my gym do you know what i mean yeah, exactly. we're, de- we're developing at a younger age now as well like kids kids are so young and they're, they're they are developing further than like i remember i i think i just hit puberty last week you know because that's how my body rolls but there's kids out there that like cut around in uh, i stood at i stood at the bus station and i said to this dad i was like you're right mate and he's like yeah i've got to go to school in a minute i was like a scared what, what now? Because he had a fucking full-grown beard. You know what I mean? He was smoking a cigar. He was like, yeah, let's do yeah. this. And he was about yeah. 10. I was like, shit, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I had a rough life. <laughs> it's good. You, funny you said that, Andy, about... Um, like they're be- obviously both of you were saying obviously they could be better an example. I don't know. if you ever heard of a guy called Fagebaum? Or Fagebum? Or Fag... I can't pronounce it. Oh, it's basically... Uh, right. So there is a couple of people in the industry with that last name. There is one guy who did a big old study on youth and resistance yeah. training. Yeah, so this this is the one, mate. It's Fagebum 2012. Basically, he indicated that there's a really compelling body of evidence that kids and ad- adolescents can increase strength above and beyond growth and maturation if program has sufficient intensity, volume, and duration. So what he's kind of getting at there is champions, you start them young. You want a champion, Horses. start them fucking young. 100%. Look at China. China have fucking... I mean, this is really bad, like, socially, but China have these little fucking boot camps where they basically take children away from their parents, smash them in these rigid boot camps, they become Olympic champions. In regards to China, that is, like, a really extreme side of it. I don't yeah, that's agree what I'm with saying. how they go about it. Oh, I don't. Oh, no, 100% I really agree. bad, but they have got that... It fucking works. They, they, <laughs> it fucking they, works. They understand. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it right, does. you need to get them young. You need to train them yeah. young. 
and this is what this fake bum did. He basically had like, as Tom said, he's got a whole fucking paper on it of like training. That, and he, he came up with this saying that even with this testosterone issue, it doesn't really matter because they can actually go beyond what they would be able to. Start you know with. what? Yeah, in, re- in regards to that whole thing about China um, and, and, you know, training with their youths, because obviously they're very big on their Olympic lifts out there as well. Yeah, yeah like they are. Massively, yeah, yeah. but amongst children as well. This is one of those things where science can sometimes be fucking really unethical, but we do get some interesting results out of it so with China it's like okay I don't agree with it but at the same time even though I don't agree with it the ethical side of it it's like look at the fucking results they're getting yeah it's at yeah, least unbelievable, kind of, aren't they, athletes. as yeah. unethical as it is it's like well look at the no, results wait a second, wait a second. We, we, we look at it as unethical to them it's just nature it's what they do yeah I mean we can't yeah, different cultures, aren't there? We can't. We we sound very fucking like we're very Western in our viewpoint. Aren't Listen, we? Yeah, I'm all that for dictatorships just... at the end of the day. Yeah, because if you look at this, it's subjective. It might be a great honour later on in life to see. Oh, my my son's an Olympian, or my daughter's an Olympian. It might be a great, great fucking thing for them. So they're like, take my child. We don't know, you know. Yeah, we'll get more into. I think we'll get more into the social stuff later on because it is really important. We talk about the social impacts of all these sports and stuff. But um, oh yeah, so next part one. Of it. This, this is something we spoke about earlier on about overuse training. So I was looking at injuries because injuries and other ones. They say, oh, I don't want my child oh, doing here we go. injuries. Oh, so I've got before, before he. Sorry, Andy. What? Oh, sorry. It's just not you personally. Are, We're talking about yeah, not you. Oh, the parent. The hypothetical oh, right. Karen. Karen. Parents, man. Yeah, Karens. But basically, so before he at all. He looked, there was a paper he did, and he found that 45 to 54% of youth injuries are from overuse, and 68% of them are from running. And now, when you think of kids, they fucking run a lot, don't they? Yeah. Whether that's doing football or just running around the streets, or so that doesn't surprise me that, that a lot of running is going to cause overuse injuries. But we know overuse. It's not. It's not kid. It's not kid specific. Anyone does over overtraining, you're going to fucking hurt yourself. You know what I mean? So. The fact that basically half of the youth injuries are from overuse is like, it doesn't... But that doesn't applies to adults me. as well at the end of the time. Exactly, it applies to adults. We, do, you, do you remember we did this when we kind of spoke about running being bad for the knees and we went through the injury rates there at the end of the day? You know, it's this doesn't... People have got to realise that these injury rates and the risks that kind of push injury to be more prevalent, it's exactly the same for adults as it would be children. The problem isn't that it's children training. It's just that you know everything comes with, in he- with like a risk, no matter what. I mean, before 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 I weigh in on this subject on regards to injury rates, first thing I want to say is if you go onto Instagram and you find like a, a child Olympic lifter or a youth power lifter, go to the comments section and have a look at that absolute fucking cancer. It is just people going, this is child it's abuse. It's tunnel vision, it's, isn't it? Tunnel yeah, vision. This will damage their growth plates. This is disgusting. But if you go onto a, let's say, an athletics page where there's eight-year-olds playing football. They're fine with it. It's absolutely fine. But here's yeah. the thing. And we've just literally said there that 68% of those overuse injuries are from running. That's because But let's put like this into context just... here. If, by, if, if you've been listening to this podcast so far and you've been in disagreement with us, I want you to prick your ears up and listen to what I'm about to tell you because this is from so this is from the Journal of Strength and Conditioning and the paper is Relative Safety of Weightlifting and Weight Training. It's by Hamill. So I'm going to start banning out injury rates now and this is for youths. Now, in regards to the age range, I believe it was 13 to 16-year-olds. So, okay, it isn't majorly young, but, you know, it's still like... It's, it's, it's still pre-pubescent, no, isn't it? Yeah. No, so, yeah, it's probably one of their most active times, isn't it? So... Powerlifting for youths in the US, 
0.0027 injuries per 100 participation hours. School child soccer, that's football for us real people, 6.20. Yeah, fuck me. I UK mean, Jesus, rugby, look at the difference of that. 1.92 per 100 hours. It's actually lower than uh, soccer, which is actually quite surprising. Right, so basically, football, rugby, fucking basketball, all higher than things like youth powerlifting. <laughs> so powerlifting, the group is probably going to be, let's say, a thousand. But if you look at football, uh, right. you're probably going to get like the, the hundred thousand. Ah, uh, so you're saying a big, there's a bigger pool yeah. of participants, which yeah, of course makes the is. numbers look a bit different. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's a fair statement. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, I think you're right. But I just, I just probably point that out as well that someone's probably going to no, come I'm back sh- with I'm that assuming. Answer, Depend on how they did the methodology of this study, whether it be through questionnaire or going through records or what, they would have, I'm assuming, because this is common two sense. Two equal groups. There would have been two equal yeah. groups. But I mean, looking at all the other sports here. Of course, football is massive, isn't it, in kids compared yeah. to powerlifting. <laughs> but looking at all the other sports here, it's like weightlifting in general, not just powerlifting, but weightlifting in general, is ex- it's, it's very, very low on the injury risk when you compare it to more socially acceptable sports for youths. Hmm. Even yeah, again, it's not badminton. The thing is, though, you look at strength training and you look at, like, let's look at weightlifting. It's not a sport that we look at. Like, yeah. it's not in our schools where America, it, it, is it in there? It is in their schools, isn't it? It's in their syllabus a lot more than it is in ours. Like, I didn't hit a gym, I didn't hit a gym until I was 16. I mean, they do a lot of, like, those um, scholarships and stuff, don't they, for their sports out there? Where, don't get me wrong we kind of in the UK we push people towards things like track and field and stuff but in America it's like I think they're more bicycles resistance training because things like American football so I want to I want to go on to that Tom because you, you've mentioned scholarship stuff there and I want to go on to this next point which is kind of it's more uh, mental injuries and physical injuries and this is sport specific really it's a psychological injury slash burnout and this is where a couple of papers I looked at look sport that side of things so when you look at scholarships how fucking stressful can that be for a child having to their fat yeah. parents can't afford for them to go to college the only way they're going to get in is through sports so they're now going to have to spend every waking minute trying to make sure they're at the elitist level to get this scholarship so imagine the, the psychological strain on that child where it could cause mental injury instead of a physical one. They essentially can't be a child because they're not focusing on having a childhood. They're focusing on being able to go to college. I've, Do you know but what I mean? Again, but again, you can't, you, you can't cater for everyone's need. That is going to happen. That is part of the parcel. No, I'm cool. I'm not saying. I'm not yeah. saying. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying though that you can't deny that sometimes when kids oh, are growing up, they oh, stress on them to perform in sports and pushing themselves. Yeah, and even their parents can be a bit pushy. They'd be like, "I want you to perform." They're, they can. Yeah, they're going to get an education. They're going to get an education through the fact that they are good at sports. Yeah. And there's nothing, there's, I mean, every, you two, obviously, are parents, you want your child to do the best as they possibly can, but oh, sometimes you have to yeah. be aware that the stresses that parents can put on a child for them to perform could be quite overwhelming. Yeah, young, and that's 100% a bad parent if you're if you're one yeah. of them ones that scream. So I used to coach for, I used to coach football for my son and his team and five-year-olds, and I'm talking five-year-olds, yeah, and they're, and like you have dads screaming like positions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, just have fun, guys. Like, I love thing, the fact it? that yeah. all of them just run around after a ball, you know, and it's just yeah. like, 
it's part of being a child, isn't it? You want to have a bit of fun. They want to have a bit. Of great. They're not fucking. It's promised parents. I mean, we're all, we're all gonna sit. They all want their neck, their child to be the next fucking Ronaldo. They all wanted to be like superstars. And this is the because the parents want what they didn't couldn't have sometimes. Like they want their child to get exactly what they haven't yeah, got. Yeah, I know. What that, you mean, that, yeah. I can, it's understandable, but we have to remember that it's not just physical injuries, but we can inflict psychological injuries, which long term could damage a kid's them? growth. Or we do, or we do this for us. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's so true. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people listening, can relate. If we want it to be sustainable in the day for their overall health, not just physically but mentally as well, it's about enjoyment. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. we shouldn't be trying to force our children to things they simply don't want to do. Not only that, but at the end of the day, psychologically, we can actually make them resent sports if that's yeah, the case. Yeah, rebellious. Yeah. I mean, even like growing up, I was like the fat kid at school in the day. I still am now, mind you. I lift now but you know I absolutely hated sports and activity as a kid and uh, you know my, my funny enough my family never actually really pushed me into sports which is probably how I got fat but like um, it's one of those things where now as I grew up I I love it I love it and I'm thinking that if I tried being forced in something I didn't want to do I'd probably have resented it to this day but now it's like I love it you know what I mean yeah because we, we want we want to tell children you know, to get them enjoying the ben- health and fitness, health and fitness in general, so that they can get the benefits long term. But if you teach them it, it's a horrible, stressful journey. They're going to sack it when they get eighteen and leave the house. You know, if if you're looking to push your child into something, do it with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that yeah. will put a curb on how far you're going to push someone. Exactly. Because if you're pushing your child, it's easy to sit on the sideline and say, "Do more, do more, do more," and not understand everything. But if you do exactly what they're doing, you'll come to have a little bit of pre- appreciation of going. Hmm, I'm a little bit tired now. Maybe they are too. But I mean, going back towards like, so using myself as a bit of an anecdotal example about actually trying to get children active and performing some form of moderate to vigorous exercise on a weekly basis. It's So I might be going a bit ahead of myself here, but one thing we've got to consider with, uh, and I'm assuming this is something we're going to end up talking about later on in the podcast, so I probably am jumping the gun here, but that is the social stigma around weight training with children in particular but it's one of those things where well maybe if i'd been encouraged to do weight training as a child maybe i would have actually got active a lot younger but it's one of those things where it's either you do either at my old school it was either cross country football or rugby and that's it nothing else because back then what fucking 20 years ago whoever old fuck me i am old yeah 20 years ago you know, the idea of kids doing weight training back then was a fucking, it's just a no-go. And this is why we have to kind of end this stigma as well, is because we're actually placing, it's my favourite thing at the moment to talk about barriers to exercise, but by actually creating this stigma and being a Karen, you know, we can actually be preventing children from taking up activities they enjoy. The, The world doesn't begin and end with fucking football. Right, we've just seen the evidence for resistance training, yeah. the benefits of that, not only short term but long term for fucking bone health and fracture risk. And we all know that resistance training, weight training, is is a great add on to whatever sport you are doing. You know, so if you're looking, yeah, sportsmen do resistance training. They don't yeah, just do their, yeah. they don't just play football. Yeah. They do weights. <laughs> so exactly. I, I look at, I used to do gymnastics as a kid, and I was the first one in my school to do gymnast, like the first boy to do gymnastics, and I got laughed at. So I lasted about three months and I got laughed at and bullied so much that I sacked it. And I was like, 
what could I have been if 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 that weren't the case? But because it was something new, oh boy, doing gymnastics. That stigma. Why are you playing football? That stigma, yeah. But but I think we're coming. I think we're coming away from that now. There's there's. Yeah, I think we are. Because the good thing about CrossFit, one thing I do like about CrossFit is the fact there's that gymnastic it, aspects to it. Yeah, there is a big, huge men doing very gymnasticy stuff and and that kind that's what you kind of look at because when you look at gymnastics they're all slim and wearing the stuff that's a bit weird and you're a bit like mm, not too sure about yeah. it or it's like the olympics where they're doing the sort of like the arms flinging and yeah. all that so that so to to have and look look how open crossfit is as well as a community is like how accepting yeah. they are if we, if we look at sports for example like you know alex smith the crossfitter he came out as gay, no problems at all. No one, no one cared in the CrossFit community. Yet football, which has been around for so fucking long, still has not got a single player come out in the Premier League because of the stigma. I'll because just of let the you stigma know, football. If you didn't think he was gay, a hundred percent. As soon as I seen him, I was like, he's definitely. You can't have that many girlfriends and not not be smashing. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. The sports now where the stigma is is lowering, and so CrossFit is really good for. It's, it's, it's getting people involved in different methodologies of training and the, the, the stigma's not there. It's a, a hundred percent. It's it's join us. We don't care what like what you have yeah. to offer. We don't care if you can't. We don't care that you don't do. Join us. See what you can do. Yeah. And we accept you for you. That's one thing. I love that. Yeah. I do love that. I mean, going back to gymnastics, I do think the stigma's kind of pretty much disappeared from that really yeah i mean horses, yeah like yeah like years and years back i think it was seen as like oh it's like a feminine girly sport but like nowadays i think it's quite common consensus amongst most of the uh, population now that it's a fucking brutal sport yeah you've seen the blokes who do it mate some of the yeah. lads they're shredded aren't they they, they look are really shredded. impressive and lads and are like, to be honest oh, with you, these, guys are, these guys are good to be honest with you i'd love to be able to do half that shit <laughs> And the thing is, the funny thing is, gymnastics says it's kind of like what Andy said. It's like it's kind of embedded itself into things like CrossFit, you know, getting the old fucking rins out, etc. You know, it's. But and I'm hoping that one day, like the stigma amongst things like weight training amongst children, will eventually end as well. Because as I said, we don't want to be putting down barriers. Let's just bring this back to injuries a bit. Because I was going to talk about something there. So, according to what I'm about to basically say, is this this next bit of data I'm going to talk about basically suggests that we should let kids have free roam over multiple sports as they're younger, have a little go with it, and that early sport specialisation might not be the best thing. So what this, this pace this is looked at was a big pool of it. Andy about earlier. It basically says that specifying in a sport early doors actually increases the risk of injury by 1.81 times. And all the evidence I looked at, it included adults as well, it basically said that sport specialisation uh, increased the risk of injury. Now, my take on that is, is that if you specialise in a certain in, uh, certain sport, for example, there's more risk of overuse because you're doing that same sport and the same movements. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. I know we already established that 40, uh, 45 to 54% of youth injuries are from overuse. Yeah. So if you're doing a varied, loads of different varied sports, you're less likely to do to uh, overtrain because you're doing loads of different things and a small amount of it. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. This is actually something I've I just recently come across. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't fully read the evidence yet. But it was something me and Andy quickly spoke about before the podcast uh, appeared because, you know, it's it's really opened my mind to this possibility that early specialisation in regards to injury risk, it will increase it. And I yeah, think, uh, I mean, as I said, I've not properly read the paper yet. So a lot of this is going to just kind of be my own opinions and thoughts. But one thing I'd imagine is where... With specialised, when we define specialisation for a particular sport, it means we're dedicated to that sport and we have a periodization sort of training with a lot of different varying intensities. Now, 
because of that, that's why I'd assume that the injury rate kind of goes up because it's not like something you're doing just recreationally for fun. Mm. When you tend to train for something with fucking intent and purpose, things tend to... <laughs> Get out. We've got a visitor. No, go. No, it's gone. Get another one. Bye, mate. <laughs> little wave. Oh, mate. <laughs> Come do his clings and jerks. Yeah, not him. He sacked him. Was he looking for the barbell, was he? No, he's looking for cake, but... We've inspired him, cake. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, but I've ate it. <laughs> Andy, you're going to get diabetes, mate. <laughs> mate, I still am. Right, let me carry on with that story. Um, got a visitor now. My dogs just came in. Oh, like, no. Bring him up. Let's see. Get him on the podcast. No, I've no. got no one. Oh, fucking hell. He's a lot bigger than what I thought he was. It's a she. I thought she's a lot bigger than what I thought she was. Jesus. I'll just All let right. you... <laughs> Look, Everyone's coming in. You've got another person visiting. Yeah. It's like podcast visiting. That's now. not even my wife either. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I ain't got no choice. You've got no clothes on. All right. Tag me out. I'll be back in a sec. <laughs> We're just taking a short break right now. We'll be back very shortly. <laughs> I can still see everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's loads of chicks downstairs steaming in my ass. Oh uh, shit, yeah, don't grass yourself up for the podcast. <laughs> Get the six people. That, that uh, needs to get fucking uh, yeah. painted, mate. Now, yeah, 100%. Like, there's like six different houses up in here. Honest mate. to God, you've got to delete the last three minutes of this podcast, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Andy Flautney social distancing. Fucking I've got yeah, like mate. 10 That's steaming there's, there's people. Six from, there's only six from down there, mate. Nah, we've got like 12, I think. <laughs> Mate, I, was trying to get, I was trying to save you then, you lunatic. Yeah, mate. it ain't getting saved, mate. It, you've got to get rid of it. I'm not heading out. You're being ruthless. You're, you're, you're risking people's lives. You're not saving the NHS. Yeah, but you're do you know what the funny the thing is? So they say don't go near no houses, but yet they make us all stand at the same fucking bus stop to get on the kids' bus. Just It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Just love to see it. I mean, where were we before we... um? Uh, I, yeah. I so the specialisation. Four minutes back. Yeah, that's yeah. It. end me at the specialisation. I've just talked about specialisation causing injury. Done. Again. Well, Carol, I'm not going to edit it. So just carry on. <laughs> so, so you look at you look at American. Let's look at scholarships again. Um, and America does this quite well, where they may have a footballer, they may have like a, a, a American forward throwing, a, a, a throwing rugby player type thing, whatever their sport is. Um, but they'll do a lot of other stuff as well. You know, they will do the track, they will do the fucking field and stuff, and they do resistance training. Don't get me wrong, sometimes it's a bit ego-ish. You see it on, online, some of the things they do, but there is a variety of what they do, and, and I do like that. I think I think England, we very much stick to... Uh, stick, stick to... Um, oh, my son plays football, that's all he's going to do and he's just yeah. going to get fucking hammered by it. He's going to have like Wednesday night training, Thursday night training, he's going to have a day off and he's going to have a match Saturday and he'll have a match Sunday. And that's kind of the same routine that we go through. And and there's another thing that why probably kids get bored of what they do because it's just the same thing over and over again. But lads, what are your opinions on this then? For both of you have kids then, so... Do you reckon it's better to, bear in mind we spoke about that if you start them young, there's potential to be, you know, really excel as they go on if they specialise early, but or would you rather than be a, a child and get to trial different sports and see what they really enjoy, you know, over a, a set period of time, maybe risking the fact they might not be elite when they're older, but they've got, they found a sport they really love after trying loads of different sports. You roll in with this one first, mate. You roll with this one first, mate. Like, don't get me wrong, like, um, I, I would never force my children into something they don't want to do. 
But the thing is, like, my son, my son has seen me kind of like working at a gym because I used to work from a home gym. So he used to come down, and he used to like look at the weights, and you can tell he's taking like an interest to it. And at the end of the day, he's only four years old, and he said to me, "I want to go to the gym with you and stuff like that." He doesn't really know what he's saying. But God forbid, like, you know, I don't know what I'm saying God forbid, because this is a good thing. But in four years' time, he might generally take an interest in weight training, in which case I hope he does, and I'll be happy to help him with it. But that that's actually a good point, because I said obviously four years. And what we've got to take into account is what age would... I think it's different for every person, but what age would I personally feel comfortable letting my son train with weights? First of all, it would be under supervision, and it'd be with someone I trust. So probably just myself, to be honest with you, no one else. So that's say what you did yeah. yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and I've always kind of thought around the age of like eight. And funny enough, there is kind of data to actually back me up on that as well, which is quite a coincidence. And the reason behind that, and do you know what? I'm, it's the same reasons for this, that what this paper says. And the paper basically is duh, 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 strength training in children and adolescents. And that's by Dahab. And basically what she suggests... There is no minimal age requirement for participation, although children must be able to follow directions and demonstrate adequate balance and proprioception, which generally occurs by seven or eight years of age. And I'd actually agree with that because obviously by that age, they can actually properly listen and apply instructions. If you're telling a four-year-old to do anything, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's keep not going to happen. Keep, keep the head and chest up, you know. But at the age of eight, you can kind of you can kind of give them instructions, and they're able to listen and apply that. And on top of that, they've got a good sense of balance by that age as well, because we can't rule out that obviously balance plays a big part of it, you know. And by the age of yeah, say like seven, eight, or whatever this paper suggests, by then you've got like a good sense of proprioception, which is basically your spatial awareness, let's say. So yeah, I'd be happy to let my kids train and I don't want to create a barrier to exercise from at the end of the day because as I said, I didn't find an, an activity I enjoyed until I was well into my 20s. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So Andy, what, what's your point then, Andy? Would you would you rather let your kids sort of explore these different sports or would you kind of be a bit more uh, um, at, you know, elitist and put all your eggs in one basket and say, look, he, he, I want him to be a really good weightlifter. I'm going to make him do it from a young age to hopefully make him a champion, but risking that he's never going to get to a trial or enjoy other sports. So my parents uh, let me try drop in and drop out of sports as much as I wanted. And I think that kind of hindered me a little bit to what I could have been, you know. Um, so I've always said to my, my, well, back to my kids and that, that if they want to try a sport, they've got to give it one year. Because we can all have them days where we're going, I don't want to do this. I do. I don't. I do. I don't. You know, and sometimes we have to just push the mental barrier a bit and be like, no, no, no. This is something we've got to do. You know, we've signed up for a year. Tell me in a year if you don't like this. Because I think what we can do is put a child into a sport and they think they're not good enough. They think that someone else is better. And we knew this. This this is what happens with kids. They don't win. So they don't want to do it anymore. You know? It, it, it's, it's what children do. They like they like the excitement of everything going great, but they can't handle the not so well. So, in a personal way, it's it's good development as a person as well. You, Take the yeah, stuff with that's the great. Actually, I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I um so I've said to him, and it's not going to be a case of I'm I'm forcing it, I'm forcing it. You're going to be ramming it down the throat. But if there's so if my son wants to do gymnastics, which he has done before, and because of COVID, he doesn't at the moment, but. So when we get back into gymnastics, he, he if he wants to do it, he tries it. He does it for a year. In a year's time, if he goes, Dad, I really don't like this. I've tried it for a year. No more. Done. What's your next sport? Let's go. He plays he plays football. 
I want him to do as much as he physically wants to do. He comes down the gym with me, my son does, and my daughter started to now. I've got a home gym. They come down with me. I'm not going to put a barbell in front of them and go try lift that. Ooh. No, but I have a set of one kilo weights. I have a set of two kilo weights. I have a set of three kilo weights. And they see me, they might see me deadlifting. So I might set up a PVC pipe with the 1.525 in and just put them through there. And my daughter will pick that up. No, her form's not the best. And no, I'm not going to turn around to her and say, fucking chest up, get that ass down. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Shoulders back, let's go. Driving the legs. No, but I'm going to just sort of <laughs> hold her and just lift her chest a little bit, you know what I mean? Talk her through it. Maybe something will stick, maybe it won't. And with my son, when he comes down, he's he gets the weights. He wants to show me that he can do it because he shows me, like, I want to be like you, Dad, which is perfect. But the moment he turns around and goes, oh, I'm tired. I'm not going to go, you got four more reps in you. I'm not going to personal train him, no. I'm going to go, him. <laughs> I'm literally going to high-five him and say, that was the best thing I've ever seen and that was the best thing that you've ever done. And I want to build his confidence. So when he comes down next time, he does two more. He seen me doing ring dips the other day. On, on it and he went dad I, I want to give that a go okay sweet do you know what he did he hanged off it and he swung back and forth wasn't ring dips but fucking hell he's moving you know what I mean and I, I implore that that he's there he's doing he's active and I was he's like, having fun isn't he he's spending time with his dad and he's having fun and yes, fun that is what is going to fucking snap people in the more fun you have education can come a little bit later you know what I mean because they've got this time now if you put the fun in and, and fun fizz is no fizz at all it's yeah I'm hot and sweaty, but I yeah. loved it. You know, it's. Um, I just want to say because, like, going off what you said, Andy, then Bill said something that made a good point, and that was spending time with his dad. And this is another thing. As I said, like, I've, if you go onto Instagram, you'll see like children p- p- uh, weightlifting, and then people in the comments just absolutely cutting them off, and it's just fucking horrendous. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's probably jealousy as well because they're seeing a fucking ten-year-old. Oh, they probably sat there looking at their kid yeah. like, oh, well, they've probably got a fucking yogurt body. Can't do any fizz anyway. Yeah, and then, and then you've got, got some ten-year-old fucking, you know, warming up with your max as an adult. <laughs> but I mean, like, a, a lot of the lifters that I see, in particular, like youth powerlifters, when they're lifting, they're doing it with family, and they're spending time with their family, and it's. You know, we live in a fucking age where, like, a lot of people are. You know, there's no such thing as like a nuclear family anymore. You know, and it's good to see families bonding with their kids. So, what you said, Andy, with your son coming, just having that fun, you know, and spending time with his dad, and then you've got some fucking wet wipe that comes into a comment section and says, "Oh, you abusing your child." It's fucking disgusting, and it actually really yeah. grips my shit, especially yeah. with the amount of evidence that tells people. No, you're wrong. Now, I've actually come into the comments before and I've I've been as polite as I could be. I've said, look, just saying no, this is a common misconception. There's no major da- uh, danger here. Here's the links, here's the studies. And do you know what? Fuck it, copy and paste. This is the conclusion. But of course, tunnel vision, and you're not going to change someone who have all, has already made up their mind. And now it's not about knowing, it's about being right for them. You know, yeah, I've still had people trying to fuck me so up. So I got gripped on the internet with uh with something like this so i had me and my son we were doing a workout and we were we were when i was in poland we were posting videos like come join us we'll do it online and my dad my boy was like can i join in with your dad i was like 100 percent you know well it's a bit mm, i'm not sure i want you on the internet with me yet blah blah, blah. yeah my now you see like, nah, why nah, because okay. of our souls and it was like okay no cool so we went through it and that and my son's doing do you know the reps that are like this yeah. Yeah, just like little movements, his head's bobbing around everywhere. And this guy come on and he was like, That wasn't a real rep. 
Oh, fuck off. That wasn't you know, a real no, no, rep. an eight-year-old. Yeah, and do you know what he what said? Wanker. He was like, you need to teach your kid how to do a proper rep. I was like, I just want him moving. Fuck off. You know that what I mean? That guy wants to fucking noose himself, honestly, saying I, that. I, honestly, I was snap. I snapped so hard, and I was just like, why? Why does my eight-year-old, who is judging him, why are you judging him? And I was, uh, I was like, the fucking world that we live in, you know. And no wonder no one wants to do anything these days because social media is so fucking. It's easy bashing buttons, going your shit, yeah, from a distance, yeah. Ain't it weird how the fucking monkey always laughs at the line from the tree, the safety of a tree. We've we've already gone into it, the social impacts. But I want to touch a little bit further. So I looked at some sort of positives of you know the, the social impacts of. Uh, children exercise and resistance training in general and a couple of things I found was it was something to do so it's a potentially it's a it's something that gets them gets them you know stop being bored and stop them doing things they shouldn't be doing and get them actually doing something that's worthwhile for long-term and short-term health I looked at team building because obviously if they do a team sport it's gonna you know team building is always going to work in you know for the few even even with even with sports like weightlifting you've still got kind of a team around you like coaches and other 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 weightlifters so that's still your team and I looked at it's a gateway isn't it to health and fitness it you start is. young you then you then can get into it from a young age and then hopefully carry it on into your fucking you and know, not only that middle, but mid-age. from a social aspect you're getting them off of the streets you yeah. are getting them off yeah, of the cool. streets you people talk about oh uh, you know youth clubs etc helping to prevent crime and you know gyms are a part of that at the end of the day now since I've started working a commercial gym again like I've I've seen loads of teens especially in the evenings especially in the evenings at the gym I work at. And don't get me wrong, they can be annoying little fuckers, but genuinely, I'm happy to see them there. I'm happy to see them there because I think at the end of the day, I live in an area where most teens in the evening are out fucking nicking bikes or trying to hold people up with knives. Good. So let's move on to that, Tom, because someone sent in a message, didn't they? Saying they, they quoted your fucking buzzword, which you got excited about, socioeconomic factors. And they spoke about you know barriers to certain children being able to actually go and exercise. They've got parents who've got no interest in allowing their child to participate in any sports or activity at all what can they do if there's no if there's no local gym or the parents won't pay for them to go to the gym or they won't allow them to go to football after school or they won't give them any time to go and exercise what can they do people find people that if you want to you can like you can find a way that if if like with social media the way that everything is now everything's public everything's like online and stuff like that you can find people in your area like-minded people because if you're if you're trying to better yourself and you try and find yeah, someone i'm talking trying... like i'm talking like pre-teen if you're if they're like eight nine ten and then their parents can't afford them to have a phone yeah. they've got no computers they've got nothing they're literally at home and they don't they don't know about these sports clubs they've, their area is so poor they've got they haven't got like a gym there or a if sports you're club. eight years old and you haven't got the support of your family let's say you haven't got the you're support a bit of your family there's not much you can do as like an eight-year-old yeah, exactly yeah that's that's the issue i'm trying to get they, that's the thing that this person sent in they were saying well if there's factors that are preventing you from actually getting involved with these after school activities or these um it, do you know what it, it might it might it, it's fucked for you but you need to remember when you get older what it was like and when you have kids change yes that, yeah change that factor change yeah. that cycle and and stop it there uh, problem is a lot of these kids though because they're growing up in this environment let's, let's for example take the example of parents who are let's say overweight or obese because they've got no interest in it at all themselves their parent, their, their child up, yeah. grows up in that same yeah. that same aspect and they don't think of oh well i never got to do it when i was younger so 
I'm going to do it when I'm old. They don't. They just remember what they did, so they do the exact same with their kids, and it's a it's an ongoing effect. That is definitely that is definitely true, especially in regards to sports in general. But in regards to recreational uh, exercise, such as weightlifting, etc., this is why I want that stigma to fuck off because I think a lot of people that tend to hate sports or at least hate traditional sports. They never did it when they were younger. Exactly. I think they'd actually quite enjoy weightlifting because weightlifting is a it's a bloody gateway drug at the end of the day. You start off just recreationally picking up iron and before you know <laughs> it, you're did a power you, Did you two play, both play football when you were younger? Nope. No, hated it. You no, didn't play football? I hated, I hated it, mate. Well, well, I did, but I'm saying that if you look at most kids up and down the country, they play football Sunday league because their parents did and their parents for them did. Because yeah. in England, we're yeah. talking about England specifically, where it's a part of our culture is football. And you notice it's an ongoing thing. Whereas things like weightlifting aren't part of the culture. So they're not the go yeah, to the parents. Thing. So unless a kid's got an inherent interest in weightlifting, they're not going to go to their the dad. The dad's not going to go, do you want to do weightlifting, son? They'll be like, do you want to go play football? That's what they'll say. If we're talking about, here's the thing as well. We've got to consider like, because uh, we, we touched upon obesity a little tiny bit earlier on, but at the end of the day, we have got like a problem with obesity with children at the moment. Oh yes, we've got youth obesity. Pandemic, <laughs> I like that little comment <laughs> yeah. there. It's huge. Uh, it's like a, the kids yeah. Oh, Andy, that was <laughs> even <laughs> intentional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that, Bill. I was a like, shot, yeah. <laughs> it's like huge. Cheers, Andy. But <laughs> just. A little Eastenders uh, beat out there. Do, 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 do. No, that's still falling. Like a fat kid falling down the stairs. <laughs> but anyway, like once again, it's one of those things where if you are an obese kid, chances are you don't want to be getting ra- run ragged with traditional sports. But weightlifting, as science shows, is an effective way to tackle obesity. We've got to stop appealing to just a single demographic of people—people people that like sports, like athletics, weightlifting. You know, I think I I I look at the. I probably think the parents look at like the Saturday Sunday league is like they pay a pound and they can just stand there for an hour and their kid gets and running what? around. Yeah. Because it, it like it, any parent that's like, oh yeah, I'm just here for the children. This I am. My life revolves. It's, it's it's a bit bullshit and it's not bad. It's not a fucking true excuse. But you, like some parents, I know for a fact, take their kids just to tire them out. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a bad mm. thing to say. I don't know, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there is a no. Like, your kid yeah. is fucking full of energy Jesus and you don't Christ, know how to release yeah. it. telling me. He's going football. I've got to get mine deadlifting as quick as possible, mate. Giant. Yeah, my kid is. Jesus Christ. Do you do, like, a youth train primal package? A youth train primal package? Can I get him no. kipping ASAP, like? Do you know what? I'm, we, we wouldn't know because I do believe that kids, kids have to be really supervised because I've seen yeah, so, ah, many, yes. so many... I've seen so many kids do like like my my brother-in-law. He, he was fourteen at the time, I think. I started. I've started training big. He was like, I want to yeah. get into it too. And him and his mate got a little bit egotistic. Yes. And I watched yeah. him dead a hundred, and he was fully spinal. Do you and know? I'd have like a big yeah. I'd have a big sit down <laughs> with him. I was like, no weight in the world is worth yeah. lifting when you're in this position. Do you know what? That's actually a really important thing we should stress upon, and that is, even though I think we are, can we just say, like, the consensus here, we're advocating that it's safe for children to do weight training? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Oh, 100%. But yeah. there is a character to that, and that is, you know, depending on the age, if they're mega young, then it does need to be under supervision. And it needs to be supervised by someone that's qualified. Yeah. That is really important. And good. And yeah, and good. Not they some fucking be idiot that's going to be maxing them out constantly. Yeah, they need to know yeah. what they're doing. They, you know what I mean. And they even to... then, like as I was saying, we do get youths in our gyms. 
And, um, you know, from what I've seen, most of them have been relatively sensible. But obviously, with a bunch of youths getting together, you know, you can, there is that ego. There is that, you know, of course, machoism. Oh. There's nothing you can kind of do about it because at the end of the day, you get out of adults as well. The amount of adults the that's as well, mate, together. Is a, lot, a lot of them, they just, they're like Google warriors. They yeah. Google a workout yeah. they think is good. And they read something on the internet saying, do you want to get massive biceps? Do this. Yeah. And they start telling mate, she needs to do this, lads, to get massive biceps. And Andy's holding a crocodile up to the screen. That's a Lego Sorry. crocodile, mate. Um, that's an old school Lego crocodile. Sorry. But yeah, you're right. You're right. 100% right, Bill. Um, they do. They do. See this workout. Let's do it. Let's yeah. Do they just go rogue. There's no, there's no supervision there. And that's the problem. It's... I, I think mean, again, if you've got like PTs in your gym, yeah, that are watching kids, I feel that they have an obligation yeah. to be. You going, need to monitor. You guys, all right? What are you guys doing? Yeah, how are you getting on? Yes, with it? precisely. And even if you don't want to talk to them, just make sure you are in your peripheral vision, keeping an eye on what they're doing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean, but the thing is, like, at the end of the day, adults are like this as well. Adults group up together, have an ego. I had to fucking tell someone the other day to stop doing handstand push-ups within. They was doing it in the centre of all the like the plate loaded equipment within like two feet of each other. It's like if you fucking fall over now, you're gonna flat pack yourself on that leg press. Yeah, <laughs> go, go do it in the studio area. What's wrong with you? And that's yeah, an adult. <laughs> you go stop being a CrossFit wanker. Just get yeah. in the fucking studio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think we'll wrap up there, lads. Has anyone got anything else to to add to? Exercise slash sports yeah. in I mean children. Even the position from like so basically the Faculty of Sport and Exercise Medicine UK, even their position is youth resistance training is fine and is safe as long as it's done properly and sensibly like what we said. You know. But I mentioned a paper earlier on, which was uh the Dahab paper, and I just want to quickly confirm like what they basically summarised in that in that paper. And the summary was Strength training, when performed in a controlled, supervised environment, can help children and adolescents of all athletic abilities safely improve their strength and overall health and well-being. And that includes mental health, by the way. The health benefits of strength training far outweigh the potential risks, especially in today's society where childhood obesity continues to rise. And that is really my that is my stance. That's my position. But at the same time, all our listeners, you need to do your part as well. And you need to stop being that fucking dick in the comments if you are one of those that is saying, stop doing this. Hopefully you can actually take away some education from this episode because this is something I'm passionate about. We need to stop creating fucking barriers to exercise, especially amongst children. We need to be paving our way for the future. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we need to be encouraging it. We need to do our part, ladies and gents. That's a good place to finish on, lads, I think. Uh, Really good. Good point there. If you've got any concerns, you've got any questions about uh, training in children at all, you know you can always get in touch with us and we can, we'll be happy to help. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. I mean, I do have one concern. I'm still concerned about the picture of this chicken wearing jeans. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, that is a tight fit as well. That is a tight fit. So, you know, keep your eyes open. I'd like to think, where would they come from? Amazon mm. or eBay? Amazon sells fucking everything, don't they? Amazon? Yeah, but I don't... No. Wish, it's definitely wish. Oh, wish, yeah, wish. They sell chicken jeans. They, oh, I've seen they probably sell uh, the chicken with the jeans already. I'll tell you what they on. do sell on Wish, and it actually got suggested to me, very ironic, because why would it be suggesting things specifically made for birds to me? They sell mm. chicken helmets. Helmets for chicken helmets? Yeah, I'll send you a picture right now, you can put it in the show notes. It's like a little motorcycle helmet for chickens. Why, why you would need that, I don't know. I fucking know why. It's the infantry division of birds. 
They're getting Lads, their vertis I'll see you kick. next week. Pleasure as always. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Do you know what? There's been more than more than. There's loads. There's loads of chicken videos. Denim chicken. <laughs> Denim chicken. It looks like we're not finished then. We'll keep going. Oh, sorry. I thought you'd stopped. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't press stop. You, you kept going about fucking chickens. Right, this is a private conversation now, Bill. All right, then. Bye, lads. See you later. See you later, everyone. As always, thanks for listening. Another really important episode. Tom summed up pretty perfectly at the end, not the uh, chicken bit, but yeah, let's all get moving, let's all get exercising and let's all enjoy the benefits of an active, healthier lifestyle, whether that's young or old. The benefits are there for pretty much anyone. Of course, if you want to look back on what we've discussed today, there will be a blog post going out shortly after this released, so make sure you sign up to the newsletter over at chatshitgetfit.com so you're notified when that goes live. See you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.